What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Dive. I am this possibly my most excited episode. What is the most excited I've ever been for an episode? Um, because today I'm actually going to be diving into the scriptures. Um, we're going to be talking about a certain story, something that's going on, and I want to give you guys practical um, application as to you know how we can apply it to our lives, but at the same time understanding what happened. Um, just give you guys some context. So before we get started, you guys know the drill. I'm gonna have a quick app from our sponsor, then we're gonna get right into it. So the biggest thing um, that I really wanted to start doing is really diving into the Bible because just a quick lesson, real quick. Um, the Bible, for those of you that don't know, is split up into two sections: the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is actually more historical. Um, the people that are talked about here are the Israelites. The Israelites are also Jewish people, for those that don't know. Um, the people that I talk about in the Old Testament aren't Christians. They're not modern-day Christians. We're not the same. God's chosen people are the, um, the Israelites, and that's who the Old Testament is actually directed to. So understand the Bible real fast. is just that everything that's said in the Old Testament doesn't necessarily apply to modern-day Christians. Now, some things do apply, but there's a difference between, like, ceremonial law um, and moral law. So there's a lot of things that happen in the Bible in terms of like laws, do's and don'ts that were given to God's people for different reasons. That's just a quick thing. Um, but today we're going to be talking about Solomon. Um, and honestly, actually, if you guys want me to give more of an understanding of how to read the Bible, um, more understanding like how the Bible's set up and things like that, let me know. I'll have no problem doing that. But in the meantime, in today's episode, I really want to talk about Solomon. And I hate to do this because it seems like I'm going to be bashing Solomon um, because Solomon has done so many great things, but he also did have this little mishap. But I did want to make this episode because a lot of people reference this. And I just want to make this very clear. Um, there's sexual immorality. Sexual immorality is a thing. Um, God does not like some of the sexual acts that we partake in. And a lot of times when the discussion of sexual immorality is discussed, a lot of people will push back and they will reference how Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And I've never necessarily really heard somebody really combat that. And I think I was reading something or I was on TikTok a couple of days ago and it just, I was like, actually, like, I just want to read this. Like, I just want to see like for myself, like what actually happened. Um, because what I want to discuss is how sometimes people will reference the scripture and say, well, well, God allowed this to happen. So it must be okay. Um, in reference to like, uh, premarital sex or like adultery or fornication or things like that. A lot of people will reference the scripture. And I actually want to go into depth and really give you understanding as to like what really happened. Um, so let's just dive into it. So, um, for those of you that do not know, Solomon is David's son. David was, is possibly, I mean, after Jesus, David might be the most popular biblical character. Um, even though people that aren't Christians, everybody knows David, David and Goliath. Everybody knows him. So Solomon is one of David's sons. And Solomon was supposed to be, well, Solomon was anointed as the next king. So basically, before you know the downfall of Solomon, a, a big reason Solomon was anointed king was because of his heart. He had a heart for God. He was similar to his father. He had a heart similar to his father and he he was similar to his ways. Um, for those of you that know that don't know, the scriptures say that David was a man after God's own heart, meaning, you know, he really followed God. That doesn't mean that you're perfect, but it does mean that you try your best to fulfill God's word and you try your best just to live for God. 
um, to my understanding. And basically, um, Solomon did everything right in the beginning. He gave a thousand burnt sacrifices um, and animal uh, sacrifices. He, he did it all. Like in order to honor God, he built a temple for God, um, which at the time was the biggest temple that was ever created for the one and true God. Um, it was the only temple, excuse me, the only temple I believe that Jerusalem had at the time. So like that was a really big deal. He wrote over a thousand and five songs um, and he also wrote over 3000 Proverbs. He is the author of Proverbs and Songs of Solomon. Um, I mean, Solomon did a lot. He was he was a great man, and he was also known to be the wisest man to ever live. Now, the crazy thing is that he's the wisest man to ever live, but he's... In the story we talk about today, it's kind of crazy. He's the wisest man to ever live, but these are the things that he did. And I want to make it clear that all the wisdom in the world means absolutely nothing without God's advice and without God's direction. You can have all the wisdom in the world. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but without God's proper guidance as to how to navigate and how to properly utilize that information that you have, it means nothing. And I think that's a prime example of what really happened in the scripture. So I know you guys are like, oh, can we just get into it? Yeah, we won't get into it. So basically, um, what happened was Solomon had um, 700 wives and 300 concubines. If you do not know what a concubine is, a concubine is basically like, Honestly, in modern day terms, like a mistress, you're not necessarily a wife, but we're like you're mine, you know. And again, you have to understand the contextual of like um, the context of like relationships back then. So you weren't mine. I mean, we weren't married, but like you're mine, you know. Um, so that that's basically what it was. And people were like, a lot of people were just like, well, you know, you say, well, you can only have one wife, you can't premarital sex, and you can't do all this other stuff. And then people are like, well, Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines, which is absolutely true. But the big thing that people, oh, I'm like really excited for this. The big thing that people need to understand is that just because God allows it does not mean that that's God's will. God might allow you to do some things. That does not mean he wants you to do certain things. There are people out there that do not believe in God. I do not believe that God does not want you to believe in God, but he allows you to do that because you have free will. You have the ability to choose and do whatever you want to do. Just because God has allowed you to do that does not mean he wants you to do that. But because he's a loving father and doesn't want you to be robotic, doesn't want you to be a robot, he's like, hey, if this is what you want to do, you have the full ability to do this. I'm not going to say that this is my will. It is very clear in the scriptures what his will is. And even if it's not, with the Holy Spirit, it'll be very clear as to what God will instruct you to do and what he will not. But just because that exists does not mean you do not, does not mean you cannot act outside of his will. It is very easy to do that. And that's what happened in the scripture. So I want to make that very clear. Just because God allows it does not mean that that's his will, right? So what happened with Solomon is that Obviously, he had 700 wives, 300 concubines. And basically, the, the a big reason that God said not to do this is because your, your heart will be torn, not torn apart, but your heart will be divided. You cannot properly love when you have all these wives. But at the same time, in this day and age, one, he didn't tell them to do that for a plethora of reasons, which I can go into for another episode. But another reason he said not to do this, which was kind of an added thing he said not to do, was not to marry 
um, across religions and not to marry across like, um, I cannot think of the word, but it's, it's basically don't have, it's basically just not having a wife. That's not a believer that does not believe in me. Do not marry someone that, um, serves other gods. Right. And a big reason for this was because, and it says that my, that your heart will be torn away from me. Your heart will be led away from me. The reason that God says not to do this is not because, again, he doesn't want you to have fun or not because he doesn't want you to experience certain things. But he's like, I know what they serve. I know what they're doing. If you start to have relations with them, if you start to marry them, your heart will start to be torn away from me. And as we see in scriptures, it was all good. Everything was good until he started to marry outside excuse me, of um, his tribe. And I really want to go to the scriptures just to read to you guys what was really going on. So in 1 Kings chapter 11, verses, uh, we can go with verse 2, and then we're just going to read down. So it says, they were from nations. Oh, well, actually, we're just going to read the whole, whole verse 11. Not the whole thing, but we're just going to start there, and then we'll eventually stop. So verse 1, King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter. Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told Israelites, you must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon fast to love, fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. And I, I, I didn't intend to go this way, and I still want to get back to the main subject, but I do want to make a side comment, and I don't want to go too far. But this is also another scripture that can coincide with do not be uh, equally yoked with unbelievers. This is why. The, I, one of the reasons I believe that we have the Old Testament is for historical context, but also to learn. Do not make the same mistakes the children of Israel made. If you just read to like Leviticus, you see so many mistakes that they did. But I don't blame them because their situation is completely different than the one that we live in today. And I believe it's in there to be like, yo, you guys see what they did. Do not commit the same sins and do not commit the same acts that they did. Learn from their mistakes. Be better than them. Not be better, like, oh, I'm better, but like learn. If you see people have fallen down this path and people have fallen down a path that you might fall down, hey, let's take a step back. Why did they fall down that? Let's do a deep dive as to figure out where their correlation is from their situation to mine because we're doing the same thing. We might be acting it out in a different way, but we're committing the same sins, right? So, um, yeah, I just want to make a quick correlation because that's another scripture that is. It's clear. You cannot, if you are a Christian, I, I'm personally not going to advise that you get into a relationship and God forbid, marry someone that's not a believer because they will turn your heart away from God. And at the same time, you're just going to have a, in just practical practicality. If you truly are a follower of Christ and you're getting married to an unbeliever, you're going to be trying to live your life a certain way that they're not going to be in agreement with. So that's just going to cause a lot of problems. Um, if you truly are a follower of Christ, because if you really are, God calls us to live a very certain way, and unbelievers are not going to live that way. I wouldn't expect them to. They don't believe. But you, as a believer, are expected to live according to certain guidelines. 
And again, this is not into do's and don'ts, but just being real. Like there are certain things that us as Christians aren't supposed to partake in. The world doesn't adhere to those rules. So if you get into a relationship with someone that's not a believer, it can cause a lot of issues, especially not even getting, not even trying to get too deep into it, but just with raising children. You're trying to raise your children a certain way and your children with certain guidelines and making sure they're adhering to certain rules and just, I hate to say rules, but just like, you know, certain teachings and certain principles. There it is. Principles. That's a better word. Making sure that they're listening and adhering to certain principles. Your spouse, if they're an unbeliever, they might not want their children to be adhering to those. That's going to cause another problem. But just to avoid those problems and possible divorce, don't marry them. Allow the world to marry the world. Just marry within the body of Christ. You'll eliminate a lot of these problems, right? Super simple. But getting back into it, verse 4, As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashtoreth, I think that's how you say it, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David his father had done. So when you later on read the rest of 1 Kings and you see all the destruction that happens, it's because he went away from what God was doing. He went away from the teachings of God. He went away from what God was instructing us to do. And this is, I love the Bible. And this is a perfect segue in a practical um, application as to our lives. One, we have a lot of problems in life because Jesus says that when you follow me, the world is going to hate you. You are going to have trouble. Understand that because this world hates you. They killed Jesus. So what do you think they're going to do with you? If the world loves you, I would I would raise concern to a degree. And I, I would just really raise concern to, to, to an extent. Obviously not saying, you know, you're a hypocrite or whatever. I'm, that's, I don't care. Quite honestly, I don't care. But I'm saying a big misconception is that when you start to follow Christ, everything is good. Everything is roses. Everything is perfect. Jesus tells us it's the complete opposite. When you start to follow me, you're going to have troubles in this world. Make that very clear. However, when you have these troubles, you're not going through it alone. I am with you. When you're going through pain, when you're going through suffering, lean on me because I've already been through it. I already know how to go through it because I, I, every sin, every temptation, every struggle, every pain, he went through either through his journey or on the cross. So when you have these problems in life, you can lean on him because he knows how to get through it. That is one of the biggest reasons we have him because we cannot endure these things alone. And when you do, when you do try to do these things alone, when you do try to do it all in yourself, that is when we fail. That is when we have a lot of these mental illnesses and mental problems that we have. That's when we have all this stress. That's when we have all this anxiety. You will not have those things if you are fully putting your trust and depending on him. But when you rely on yourself, that's when you fail. And I didn't mean to go that far into a side tangent, but I just feel like that was the Holy Spirit just saying like, hey, I got to put this in here real quick. And just to kind of further talk about that a little bit is that you a lot of times we have problems in our lives because we turn away from God. We turn away from the direct instructions of God, right? And for those that want the scriptures um, in reference to what God said not to do in terms of the wives, um, Deuteronomy 17 and 7, uh, nor shall he multiply silver and gold himself, but at the same time, do not multiply wives for himself, 
lest his heart turn away. So even in Deuteronomy, this is like five books ahead. God says, don't get multiple wives because they're going to turn your heart away. And we read in first Kings, what happens? It turns his heart away. It turns his heart away from God, which led to all the problems that he had later on. So in order to avoid all that, all he had to do was follow Christ. And it's a lot easier said than done, but that's all he had to do. So the scriptures for that are Deuteronomy 17 and 6, uh, 17 and 16, where it talks about how many wives, I'm sorry, that also, actually, I'll get into that in a second. But the scripture I just read was Deuteronomy 17 and 7. Deuteronomy 17 and 16 also talks about the horses. He said not to multiply the horses and the stables. Um, he didn't listen to that either. He had almost over 40,000 stables and horses, which is actually insane. Um, but it, And that scripture also says, uh, nor shall he great, greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. In this, in 1 Kings, we learned that um, Solomon had a money management problem. He was not the best with money. He was just spending a lot. He was taxing his people a lot, um, which caused you know him to have a lot of money, but then also created a divide in the kingdom because they're being taxed like crazy. Nobody likes taxes today. They didn't like taxes back then. If the president is putting a lot of taxes on y'all, you're not really going to like the president, um, which is kind of what happens later on in First Kings, just for, again, just some more practical application as to understanding what really happened. Um, so there were a couple, there were like many rules that the kings had to follow. And a fun fact is that uh, when the kings were anointed and when the kings were like, you know, about to become kings, they had to actually hand write um, the law of Moses. And this was because like they're leading the Israelites, they're leading God's people. It's really like a country of God. So it's almost like if the president has to write down like, I don't know, not the constitution, but like I don't know, like all the amendments that we have, like he had to write all those things out. So he knows like the rules you have to abide by in this position. Um, and it's crazy that he did that, but yet he didn't follow it. And I can make another practical application because we do the same thing. Yet we read the Bible every day. We recite scripture all the time, but yet sometimes we still don't even follow the scriptures that are supposed to be written on our hearts. You know, just, I, I just want to say that because I don't want us to seem like we're judging Solomon and like a, in a condemnation way, and, like we're better than him. Um, because a lot of times we fail very similarly to the people in the Old Testament. And honestly, we don't have much of an excuse because we have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus. They didn't. But getting back and just like to the main story, um, Solomon had 700 wives, 300 concubines. God gave specific like statements saying, do not do this. Do not do these things. And Solomon still did it. But we can read later on. I want to get back to the scriptures. Um, I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, verse nine. Oh, I love the Bible. The Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord. The God of Israel who had appeared to him twice. Although he had forbidden Solomon to follow any other gods, Solomon did not keep those commandments. So the Lord said to Solomon, since there is your... Since this is your attitude, and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, which I have commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son, yet I will not tear the whole kingdom down from him. But I will give one trial for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. 
there are so many different like areas I could go with this. But the main reason I, I said I wanted to do this episode was to give proper context as to what happened with Solomon and all these wives and all these concubines. Because a lot of people, again, when we talk about sexual morality, which is, again, I can make a completely different episode on all of the things that God decrees of sexual morality and things that he tells us not to do. Um, but also at the same time, allowing people to understand that God did not want this to happen. God did not tell Solomon, hey, I know I said not to do these things. And I told everybody else not to do these things. But I'm giving you the exception. I'm saying it's okay. No, it was never okay. It was never okay for him to have all these wives. So when we're talking about sexual morality and anybody ever wants to bring up the fact that, oh, Solomon had all these things. Well, yeah, look at what happened to him. Look at what happened to Solomon. God took the kingdom away from him. He tore it away from him. And Solomon struggled. Solomon struggled for the rest of his life. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he struggled for the rest of his life. And even if he didn't, he tore the kingdom away from him. All because of what? Because he did not follow God's commandments. Right? Now, again, this is Old Testament. God doesn't necessarily deal with us the same way today. But in terms of practical application, in reference to sexual morality, it, it's not okay. And when people want to bring up, oh, well, Solomon did this, so it must have been okay. Look at what happened to him. He struggled. God took things away from him. And I'm going to be honest, I do believe that God redeems us, but today I don't see it as much different. When we go against the ways that God has told us to do, this is what happens. He will tear and take things away from us. But I believe today, because we have grace, right? We're under a period of grace. Under, back then, they were under a period of judgment. It was completely different back then. Now in the New Testament, we have grace. We have Jesus, right? So we can... Um, ask for forgiveness and we will not be judged according to like at least like a heaven and hell thing. But in terms of like life on this this side of eternity, when you do not follow God's ways, again, you're going to have troubles. He's going to take things away from you because you're not you're not you're not stewarding what I gave you. So I cannot allow you to keep having this platform. I cannot allow you to keep having this job. I cannot allow you to keep having these finances. This is not saying you cannot have these things because, again, like I said in another episode, the devil can give you things too. And you can go and get things too. But i rather have things that God gave me rather than things I had to go get myself. Because if God did not give it to me, I do not believe that God is in this. Right? So getting back to the, the main thing, when you act out of God's will for your life, these things happen. These things can happen. God did not give Solomon a pass in, in accordance to sexual immorality and what is right and what is wrong and what he calls us to do and what he does not call us to do. He did not give him a pass. And I believe that God allowed this to, to happen for, I mean, many reasons, but I believe that one of them is for the sole purpose of, of showing us because we do it today. Yo, like... You can act out of sexual and sexual morality is just one aspect. There are many other aspects um, of defiling God and just not, you know, doing or living how we're supposed to. And also, I just want to make it clear. I am not um, like safe from this. I have to abide by these rules and I've fallen short of these rules. 
many times I'm, I'm not perfect by any means, but in me not being perfect, I want you guys to be better than me. So I want to at least let you know about these things so that hopefully you can, you know, do better than I have done. But getting back to it, I believe he allowed this to happen again to show us many of the things that I personally believe many of the things that happen in the Old Testament is for us to learn from. Don't be like Solomon. Do not turn away. Do not allow people to turn you away. And I'm gonna be honest. I I do this. I don't know if there's necessarily scripture to back this up, but I believe we even this we even need to apply this to friendships. You have to be very cautious of ungodly friendships. Whoo! I really feel this around this one. You have to be watchful. Because they can tear your hearts and turn your hearts away from the very ways of God as well. If you spend too much time with people that are not of God, you will begin to act unof God. You will not do the things that he guided us to do. You will not do the things that he called you to do. He called you to live better than this. But if you associate with people that are not of God, and again, not saying they're bad people, and I'm using air quotes, but they're not, they're not living the way that God has instructed us to live. If you have friends and close friends that do these things, I'm letting you know, I, I really don't see that there's much of a difference here. Because at, at the end, at the very simplest form of a marriage is friendship and relationship, right? A lot of times in marriage, your husband, your wife is your best friend. Many times, sometimes it's not. But even if they're not your best friend, they're one of your closest friends. How is that different than your, your regular friendships? If you spend too much time with people that are unof God, hallelujah, Jesus, I believe that they will tear your heart away from him. They will turn your heart away from him. They will turn you away from him. And as a result, God might have to take some things away from you because you are not living according to his word. He can't trust you anymore. I don't believe God would give us things that are going to turn us away from him or that are going to lead his people astray. Again, this does not mean that you cannot have things. You can go get things, and the devil can give you things. But I do not believe that God, our Father, the one and true living God, I do not believe he will give you these things if you're not living accordance to his word. Again, not because he doesn't love you, but because he loves you, he does not want to see you fail. He does not want to see you go down this destructive path. So in order to avoid that, you can't get it. And I'll be honest, I didn't plan on on saying that, but I really feel like that that's like the biggest takeaway from this this scripture. And again, you guys can read the scripture for yourself. Um, I to be to be completely honest, I really just said this because I wanted to give like a um, a practical application and just an understanding that like God is saying that like God is not saying that this is okay, and God did not give someone a pass. But I believe that. I truly believe the biggest takeaway, and again, the Holy Spirit speaks to everybody differently, but I believe the biggest takeaway from this is that you have to be very careful in your friendships. And this is not to say you cannot associate with people. Um, I think it is important to mention that Jesus also sat with sinners, um, prostitutes. He ministered to everybody. He hung out with everybody. Jesus went to parties. Um, and again, in, in me saying this, I need to say this real quick. He did not go to parties to go have fun at the parties, but he went to go be light and went to go do ministry work. So do not say, oh, Lord, I'm going to the party because Jesus went to parties. One, you're not Jesus. Two, 
Um, Jesus went there for different reasons. Not saying you can't go to parties, but there are certain parties, you know, you know, you should not be going to, and there are certain things you should not be doing. And do not try to use the past that, oh, Jesus did this. Jesus said it was okay. No, Jesus went for ministry work um, and to do the work of the Father. So that's two completely different things. One, you're not him. Two, what is your purpose and why are you going? Um, yeah, so I, I was saying that to say that it's not, I'm not saying do not completely disassociate yourself from the world. Um, I believe you do need to be in the world in order to, you know, bring people to Christ. And don't be so holy that people can't talk to you. But I'm saying you have to create... Thank you. I have to turn that off. Like it happens almost every episode. I have to start remembering to turn that thing off. But anyway, you have to understand and remember that you are called to live a certain way, and that if you develop too close relationships with certain people, those relationships can possibly affect your relationship with God. And your relationship with God should be the most important one. And because of that, you're going to have to live your life differently. Sorry about that, guys. Um, the audio, like, you can only record for, like, 30 minutes, and then, like, a new one has to start. So um, my thoughts were kind of getting a little chippy at the end because I was watching the clock, and I'm just, like, watching it tick down. So I'm trying to sync everything up. But basically, yeah, your relationships after God are going to be affected because of your relationship with God. So it goes both ways. Either you're going to get closer to God because your relationships with your other – because your other relationships um, will – get you closer to God or you won't be as close to God because of your other relationships. It, it goes both ways. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying to completely just cut off everybody, but sometimes you might have to cut some of these relationships off. Quite honestly, you might have to cut some people out of your life because they're, they're, they're leading you away from God. And I'm trying to tell you guys, God is the most important thing in this world. He will give you more friends. You'll be fine. Right, you will be perfectly fine, but some some relationships you might have to just be like, yo, I can't, I can't hang with y'all no more. And you don't necessarily have to say this, but you can start to distance yourself, or you could just flat out say, I can't hang out with you guys anymore, because the things that you are doing are so far away from God, are so far away from what God is calling us to do, calling me to do. I can't. You guys are hurting my relationship with Him, and you're you're hurting my purpose. And do not do it in a way that's like self righteous and oh, you're sinners and no, because you're a sinner too. So don't do that. But just be honest, like, I'm really going to a different place with my relationship with God. And I would be honest, like, the things we're doing, I really don't feel comfortable doing anymore. And, you know, I'm still willing to be friends with you guys. It's just I can't do everything that we used to do. And just have a dialogue. And just have a conversation. And just and just go from there. Um, it doesn't have to be this self-righteous act. But a lot of times, I'm going to be honest, I really feel like the biggest takeaway from this episode is that some relationships have to end. And some relationships now need barriers. Because if not, hallelujah, Jesus, this will happen. They will. It, it's crazy how the Holy Spirit works. Like, that was not my intent for this episode. But they will turn your heart away from him. It, it, it's so simple. Because, and I, I don't have any biblical uh, scripture to, to back this statement up. But I just kind of feel like it happens because a lot of times... They love the world more than you love God. And because they love the world more than you love God, they're in the world more than you're in the word of God. And you think you can sway them, but they're going to sway you because their force is a lot stronger than yours. Because this is their life. This is what they do. 
to be honest, up to a certain point, your relationship with God probably is in your life. So you can't pull them as much as you think you can because you're not showing it because you're not living it as much as you are. They're living the world because that, like, that's all they know, but you aren't necessarily living the word of God. And that's it. And again, this is not in a condemning way. Do not take this as that. But if you do feel the, the spirit of conviction, then then talk to God, talk to Jesus. Be like, hey, like, what's going on? What do I need to do? What areas do I need to change? And just go from there. Every episode is not to condemn in any way. It's to help you grow closer to God. And again, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. I think there are a lot of, and I'm not a pastor by any means, but there are a lot of pastors and preachers and churches that that pander to people's emotions and that pander to telling people what they want to hear. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to read the Bible and I'm going to see what we can take away from that in a practical application, but also at the same time, give you understanding as to what's going on in the scripture. And through you understanding what's going on in the scripture, I believe that allows you to get a better understanding of how that what's happening in the scripture can apply to your life. And that's how we're going to do this. It's not going to be a, oh, I'm going to say this so it makes you feel better, or oh, I'm going to say this because it's necessarily the situation you're working on. Sometimes I might do that, but it's going to be a, we're going to read the word, and this is what it says, and this is how we can apply it. And allow the Holy Spirit to work within your life to guide you as how this can apply to your life. And just keep it pushing, you know, <laughs> just, just 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 keep going from there. But again, this is not a podcast where I'm going to tell you everything you want to hear. It's, some things are going to be hard. I'm going to be honest, they're going to be hard. But if it makes you feel better, a lot of the things that I, I say in these things are things that I've wrestled with. And things that I've talked to God with like a couple days prior. So I believe God has given me this revelation, and then I can go to the scripture, and I can really read what's going on, and we can go from there, you know? But um, this is episode is a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I think um, some things had to be said, and I hope everything was taken into um, account with the right, you know, understandings, with the right hearts. Um, I've, I've gone to a place where I realized that people want to listen and people want to understand they will, but sometimes people don't want to understand. They just want to argue. They just want to fight. They just want to be decisive. Um, and that, that, that's, that's just the reality of the world that we live in. So, um, I hope that this was taken with receptive ears and open hearts, but if it wasn't, it wasn't, it is what it is. I'm gonna keep living my life. I will be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's really just going to sum up this episode. Uh, the scriptures in reference were Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 17. Um, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 16, and Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 17, as well as first um, chapter 11, verses 1 through, I think, 11 or 13. So if you guys want to read stories, um, you know, your alone time with God throughout your just to get more understandings, um, you're welcome. Like, let's do that. Let's get into the word for ourselves. Don't always just rely on other people to give you the word. You know, you have your own time with God, and you need to really understand, like, what's going on. And I think that that can really help and improve a lot of our relationships. But... With that being said, that's going to be the end of this episode. Um, again, like I said every all the time, I thank you guys for the love and support that you guys give every single week um, and every single episode. I don't know what I would do without it. You guys are the reason I do what I do. So I love the support. I love the love. And yeah, I just, I wish you guys the best. I hope that you guys, you know, get something from this or you got something from this. And, you know, hopefully you can read the Bible in your own spare time and really just get some understanding and get closer to God because that's, that's really what this is about. So um, until I see you guys again, this was nice. This was good. But until um, I see y'all, be safe, be blessed. Peace. <laughs>